Chapter 32. Clangs and Whispers. Heather and Perkinson, accompanied by five stout soldiers, entered through the misty mouth of Cloud Mountain's hidden cave. Heather hadn't been here in months, and she longed for the welcoming aromas of the savory den. But when she entered the large room, there was no one there. It was dark and silent, with not a solitary torch to see by. She remembered good meals among friends, laughter and love, and hard moments as well. She thought of how Chef Gort always seemed to hang around until someone complimented his food. She remembered the day Kyle had stood up to Captain Fry. So much had happened since then. The guards in green led them on, through the secret wall, down the passage, and to the stairs. We are away from here, Perkinson said, nodding to the forest guards. He thanked the accompanying soldiers and told them they could report to the Cloud Mountain officers to be reassigned for the battle. They bowed and left, accompanied by the guards in green. Have you been here before? Heather asked. Yes, a few times. I'm going to find Emma, she said. Of course. They'd been surrounded by soldiers for most of the journey, so they hadn't spoken about Emma's true identity. You will keep Emma's secret? she asked. I will, he said. What will you do? I'll make myself useful, Heather. I want to get back down to the valley, but I may only make it to King Bleston's forces on the mountainside. Heather frowned and turned for the steps. I have to go. Thanks for coming with me, Perk. If you see Pickett on the field, please look out for him. I'll do my part, he said. Take care of yourself, Heather. This battle will shake many things loose. I hope you're flexible enough to adapt. She started up the steps, then turned. What do you mean? But Perkinson was gone. She frowned, then bounded up the stairs three at a time. Reaching the top, she was surprised to see King's Garden undisturbed. Glancing briefly at Lighthall, she hurried along the path, past the statues of King Whitson and Captain Blackstar, and down the long passage to Hallway Round. Passing through the open door, she heard the humming noise of rabbits in motion. At the end of the passage, she entered the large stone hallway. Rabbits were bustling in and out of the two large doors to her left, while anxious guards stood watch over the barrels of blast powder. There used to be only one. Now, five wooden barrels, bound with hoops of brass, stood stacked and ready to be blown in the event of an invasion. She was staring at the commotion, spotting here and there a familiar face, when rabbits began to notice her. They bowed, waved, and hurried on their way. Some pointed and whispered, eyes suddenly alight, but none stopped. Everyone had a task, and the community was churning with purpose. "'Where's Dr. Zeiger?' she asked one of the guards. "'Hello, Miss Longtreader,' he said, bowing. "'The doctors are setting up in the Great Hall.' Thank you. She moved on, lingering for a moment beside the door to the foggy porch. Would she find Mrs. Weaver out there? She wasn't sure, but she didn't have time now. She opened the door to the great hall and walked inside. The hall had been altered. The stalls and shops, the makeshift market, all were replaced by a functioning factory of war. The doctors and nurses made use of a large portion of the hall, prepping their cures and staging their stations and patients' bedding. In the alcoves along the walls, Fletchers made arrows and coopers prepped barrels, and the smithy rang with the clang and shatter of hammered steel as swords and other weapons were forged. Sparks splashed around a dozen rabbits in black as they beat at blades or pumped the bellows. Heather hurried to the hospital area and, seeing a familiar face, smiled. Hello, Dr. Zeiger, she said. Miss Longtrotters, to be sure it's you being yourself and not anybody some other, Dr. Zeiger said. Coming to help you is... We's needing every hand we can take, but I think you were battlefield medic for Crazy Hummer's big fancy Fowler squad. I got, um, reassigned here, she said. I need to find Emma. Oh, Dr. Emma's being very help to mine as we preparate good job for bad job of war. It looks like you're doing all you can, Doc, she
he said, frowning at the loud clatter from the smithy. It's big medicine, this music we get for our hospital, yes? It's awful. Mine think hammerheads might stop after we get first batch of wound-hurt rabbits here, but Lord Rake say that army still have to weapon-make and weapon-fix, so we get big-time happy clitter-clatter-bang-brack all days, all nights. Hope you get some relief, she said. Please excuse me, Doc. I have to find Emma. He pointed to the station where Emma stood, directing some other doctors in how to prepare the tonic. One took notes while she mixed ingredients from a table full of jars. Another listened intently while crushing something green with a pestle. Heather saw Haina Blackstar among those hovering near Emma, her scarred face alert and actively scanning the hall. Dr. Zyger went on, She is make good medicine, our Emma. Better her work is than hundred new clingy-clang swords. There was always more to her than any of us knew, she said. Smiling at Dr. Zyger, she turned and walked toward Emma. What are you doing here? Emma called. Is something wrong? Heather nodded, tears starting in her eyes. Emma stepped closer, taking Heather's hands in her own. What is it? Is Pickett all right? Yes, she said, wiping at her eyes. He's fine. Can we go somewhere a bit quieter to talk? Yes, dear. I just have to finish this list of ingredients. We have a lot of tonic to produce. We're nearly done. Meet me. She frowned, looking around for a quiet corner. Where's Lord Rake? Heather asked. I think he's up behind the village and the caves where the old votary camp was. He's with his captains, preparing for the battle. He's been scheming about how to defend this place for years. It looks like he'll finally get a chance to test his plans. I hope they work, Heather said. So much depends on it. I'll be there, Emma dear. I'll see you up there in a bit, Emma said. Shaken, she returned to her work. Heather nodded and walked off. As she did, she heard whispers all around her. She noticed now that rabbits here had recognized her and that her presence had created a small stir in the hall. She thought of Emma. If only they all knew who had been with them already who had been with them for years and years, and how special she was. Heather tried to ignore the whispers, but she couldn't help hearing those close by as they raised their voices above the rattling din of the smithy. It's her! Describe her the cause! That's Heather Longtreader, the reason we say bear the flame. She's the poetess of the mended wood. She's an inspiration to us all. I'm glad she's here. It's bound to bring the prince's cause good fortune. I spoke to her once. She was very kind. Showed interest in me in everything. A real nice rabbit. They say she'll be our queen one day. I've heard that rumor, too. I hope ever so much that it's true. Heather left the great hall with its shattering clatter, its whispering rabbits, and its many medical preparations, wounded in a way no tonic could cure.